This is the 431st episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, the podcast from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution that gives you everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm D. Orlando Ledbetter, the Falcons beat reporter for the AJC. Coming to you from Glendale, Arizona, where the Falcons went down 25 to 23 at the buzzer today. The previously one and eight Arizona Cardinals came down the field and scored at the buzzer on a Matthew Prater field goal with 23 seconds left. They executed the, the Todd Gurley foul down play, made the Falcons use up all their timeouts and didn't give them a chance to get the ball back. That was coach John Gannon former uh, teammate of offensive coordinator Dave Ragone. But the Falcons go down 25 to 24 and they are reeling going into the bye week. The Falcons have now dropped three in a row and and six of their last eight games after starting the season 2 and 0. If you're listening to us for the first time, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. All right, Coach Arthur Smith, after the game, came to the podium. Here's what he had to say about being frustrated. Obviously, you put it, put everything you got into it, uh, and you're frustrated. But we gotta, we gotta find a way. We get get on that plane and get back, and use this bye week and, and regroup, put everything in there, find solutions, and and go win against New Orleans. Um, that's the only thing we can do. Obviously, be led. We're frustrated. As anybody would be when you come up short, uh, but we have to go. We have to fix what's been our issues and find a way to get back over in the win column, get over the hump. In the fourth quarter, Taylor Heineke went down with a hamstring injury and did not return. Here's what Arthur Smith had to say about his two quarterbacks, Taylor Heineke and Desmond Ritter. Well, yeah, I mean a little bit. Obviously, the plan early uh, really only had three possessions right in the first half. And a lot of that was because we chewed the clock down running it. We ran it. We had a huge emphasis to try to run it. Um, so that was a little bit of it. And then the third quarter, you know, give them a little credit. And then you know, we got behind the sticks. They made a couple sacks, got us off track. Uh, we didn't do a good job executing. Regrouped in the fourth quarter. So he pulled his hamstring and Des came in and Des did a really nice job. And, um, Gave us a chance. Obviously made the big play on the zone read. He was settled. He was very confident. 
So, I mean, he, if he wasn't, he wouldn't have pulled the ball right there. I can tell you that that, that play will tell you a lot. Because if you don't want the ball in your hands, it would have been really easy to hand it off. So that's a one assessment I can give you to state in the obvious. And not living in his fears. I mean, that's the same play. He basically, the ball popped out against Tampa. Here's what Arthur Smith had to say about approaching this bye week. Yeah, we self-scout every week. But obviously, you take a step back. Here we are. Um, not where we want to be. But somehow, some way, we're not out of it. Um, so, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll focus on that. But we things we can control on us, D-Lady, we got to regroup, look at everything, and uh, find solutions. Falcons running back Bajan Robinson playing in front of his hometown crowd. Uh, folks came up from Tucson, Arizona, where he was a star at Saul Point High. He carried the load today. The offense ran through him. 22 carries for 95 yards. The 22 carries were a career high for Bijan, and he had a rushing touchdown of five yards. Here's what he had to say about carrying the load. Yeah, I was, you know, I was good. Just, just whatever, whatever I needed to do for the team to, to try to get a win. Um, and you know, I, I feel good, feel good now, uh, but. You know, obviously that doesn't matter if you, if you don't if you don't win the game. Uh, you know, I, I you try to do, do do the best you can. You know, for offense, uh, whether it's run game or, or pass game, or you gotta, you gotta be, be good in both. Um, but you know, obviously you want you want to pull something out with the with the win. Robinson was one of the top players to come out of Arizona. He went on to start at Texas. Here's what he had to say about his return to Arizona. It was so awesome, man. I mean, just seeing all the people that came here and supported me, but that came here and supported me, that's been supporting me my whole life. Like, it, was, it was definitely such a blessing to, to play in front of them. And, you know, at the end of the game, I try to just, you know, give them all hand, or high fives and do whatever I could just to show my appreciation. But it was it was so awesome to be here and to to show, you know, the Arizona, the Arizona kid that they've been watching since high school is still playing, you know, now trying to represent them. All right, Desmond Ritter came off the bench, had a good promising drive going. It got stopped on a fourth and one. I believe he got tripped up there or slipped. He wasn't sure. Whatever happened, he didn't get it. He got stopped by Jonathan Ledbetter. Fine tackle from uh, Tucker High and UGA. And uh, he, he did. They did get the ball back and took the lead. The, the uh, defense had the ball. The defense took the field with 2.33 to go and needed to stomp out the fire and wasn't able to do it. And here's what he said about coming off the bench against the Cardinals. Yeah, a little stiff. Um, you know, obviously been sent for four quarters, so, you know, just trying to get as warm as I can. Um, and then it's obviously just going and execute, um, you know, the same way that, you know, offense has been doing and, and been executing, been moving the ball. Um, just go down and do the same. You know, like I said, um, I'm prepared and ready for this situation at whatever time it came. Uh, you know, unfortunately, in you know the circumstances in which it came, it came today. Um, but you know, I was ready to go. Well, um, yeah, I think this is right. Offense, you didn't score when you got the ball on the fourteen yard line. You got stopped on fourth and one. You need those touchdowns there. If you, you're a good football team, you figure out how to do that, and then you don't give up uh, a big forty nine yard punt return. We saw a sixty one yarder in a couple weeks ago, and a forty one yarder today. And Arizona capitalized on their big swing and got a touchdown. And the defense collapsed at the end. 
So here's what Ritter had to say on all three phases of the Falcons' operation. I don't know. You know, like we said, and have been saying, you know, it's one play here or there. Um, obviously, you get that sack right there on defense. You know, you make a couple more plays on offense. Uh, you know, special teams, you don't, you know, give up the big explosive there. Um, so all three phases, you know, there's just little things here and there that if we take those away or, or be better in one play here or there. Um, it's a completely different outcome for a lot of our games. Well, uh, yeah, we wanted to know what happened on that fourth and one from Desmond Ritter. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I don't know what happened. Obviously, came up a little short. Um, but, yeah, um, you know, I felt that backer coming up in the A-gap, so I tried to get out to the left a little bit. Uh, I felt like we slipped, tripped, whatever. Um, obviously, didn't execute it. And but you all come back and get the lead. How are you all thinking, uh, you know, about that drive and, uh, you know, when you go to the sidelines after getting that touchdown? Yeah, obviously, it was great. Um, but, you know, like we say, you know, you can't stop playing until the clock hits zero. Uh, we knew that, you know, that we were either going to have to go back and, um, you know, kick a field goal to win or obviously score a touchdown to win, whatever happened. Um, so we knew that, you know, we were going to get the ball back and have a chance to go win if obviously the defense, you know, stopped them. How do you balance, um, you know, trying to, uh, you know, fix some things over the, the bye and then also trying to get a break so you can – you know, before you come back and uh, finish out the season? Yeah, these next two days for us will be work days, obviously, to come in, correct our mistakes. Um, and then, like you said, you know, the biggest thing for all of us is getting rest mentally and physically, um, coming back and for when we play the Saints to be healthy. Um, obviously, huge division, huge rivalry opponent. Uh, to be just be able to go down there and, and, you know, back home and get a win. All right. Um, you know, when the Falcons are, um, you know, when they lose this year, I kind of, you know, Try to make sure I check in with Calais Campbell. I'm sure he's going to be a big part of the five things we learned. He spent a lot of time with me uh, after the game today, giving his opinion on what went wrong on the defense. And uh, I said, hey, the defense that's been out there the last three games is not the same defense we saw in the first seven. And he went on and on and on, and I think he gave us some good responses to, you know, what they're going to need to take care of when they get back from the bye week. Here is Calais Campbell. I think uh, one of the biggest things is containing the quarterback. You know, I mean, I think scrambling yards the last three games have killed us. Uh-huh. You know, I think you just take the like actual run game. We've been playing great, phenomenal run defense, uh-huh. but the stats we're giving up over 100 yards, we're giving up touchdowns. It's all the quarterbacks. Uh-huh. You know, so we got to do better. You know, with the with the scrambling yards, and a lot of that is just being disciplined. You know, but you know, there's some other stuff we could do to figure it out. Um, you know, I think uh, you know, in big moments, you know. Being locked in and making tackles and stuff, you know, you know, you just got like simple mistakes, you know, you know, you watch the tape and really figure out how many mistakes we made, but you know, definitely saw simple mistakes and big moments that you know cost us points, which end up, you know, you just you feel like it puts you in a position where they had a chance to win at the end. And then, you know, I think at the very end, I mean Kyle just made a play, you know. And I mean that's the kind of stuff he can do when he's out on the field. So but I think the, the biggest thing is, though, you got to just be, you know, uh, more locked in, more disciplined in the, in the crucial moments of the game. You know, I feel like we're, you know, we get up there and we're playing good football for, you know, eight out of ten plays, but it got to be ten out of ten. How um, close were y'all to look like, you know, we'll be up high? Looked like I had him a couple of times on my last run in. I mean, you know, I'm watching on tape to really get a feel for exactly what happened, but 
I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, he just he made a play, you know, and we, we worked on um, just breaking, breaking down and, you know, making the tackle, you know, uh, instead of trying to, like, kill him, you know. But, uh, I mean, he, he just he, – he's, he's a hell of a player and he made a heck of a play. You guys just, you know, I mean – Still got to find a way to win the ball game. You know that that one play. You know should be the one. There's never one play that's gonna beat you. It's right. the collective. You know, yeah. and we got to just you know be better. You know as a whole. But you know the thing that really you know I really feel like we need to you know improve is quarterback run game. You know got to be better in the quarterback run game. Even in the zone read stuff, it's been hurting us all year. You know even you know and it's just it's discipline. You know it's just being where you're supposed to be. You know, hearing the full call, you know, uh, and, you know, just players making plays, you know. And so, you know, I mean, teams see that, you know, and they try to go back to it, you know. And so, you know, that's something we have to be better at. But, you know, going forward, I think, you know, you know, this point in time, it's just, you know, one game at a time, you know, and division game coming up after the bye. So I thought the buys had a, you know, I mean, who wants to lose three straight going to a bye? You know, nobody does, but it is what it is, you know. And so now we're sitting here. Now we got to just regroup, you know, pump the brakes, you know, take a moment, get away from the game. And then, uh, you know, uh, but then we'll, we'll study ourselves and we'll figure out what we need to do coming out of this bye to go and be the best football team we could be. And we'll find out if we're good enough or not. You know, I believe this team is good enough to, you know, to be where exactly we want to be. And there's a lot of football left to prove it, you know, and the good thing about our division is it's still right there. Right. You know, and so, like, um, you know, I mean, it would suck if somebody, you know, just took off on us, but right, right. now everything yeah, they, is they yeah, right there for the second. So, yeah. so, you know, I mean, it's just one play at a time and you got to fight for it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, this team definitely has what it takes, you know, to, to be special. Yeah. We just got to, you got to believe it, then we got to go fight for it. All right, and one of the the things Calais talked about was the quarterback. You know, the quarterback scrambling. You know, they talked about breaking down and not chasing him. You know, that didn't happen. He got loose on a thirteen yard field, a thirteen yard scramble. Kyler Murray did to get into a field goal range, and um, you know, he scored on an RPO on a six yard uh, run where he was untouched. So the assignment player, I don't know if it's a linebacker. Um, uh, Caden Ellis or um, Nate Landman, but somebody's supposed to have a quarterback on that RPO. And I had to do a little deep dive on Trey McBride today. He had eight catches for 131. He was second round pick, 55th overall uh, out of Colorado State in the 2022 draft. And uh, the Falcons didn't have nothing for him today. Caught four for 62 in the first half. You know, normally you'll see, okay, they're going to shut him down. They're going to commit some resources to take away the tight end. They weren't able to do it. They had too much speed on the outside. Uh, Marquise Brown, I had to keep him in check because he had gotten open deep too. Got his hands on the ball. So we needed to, we wanted to know from, um, from Caden, what was the plan for McBride and Kyler Murray? Cover and Murray container. He's fast. He's a great athlete. He's got a trophy back at home. He's 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 got a, a trophy back at home. Sorry. Um, and today we just needed to contain him, and uh, we did that for a large majority of the game. But there were a couple of plays where we weren't able to, and it's something that we're going to look back at and uh, as players, um, just assess how when we face another great athlete quarterback because they're all over the league, um, how are we going to contain them? And um, it's something that I know we'll get done, and it's something that I know we can do. And I'm excited for uh, us to come out of this bye and, and get going with it. And lastly, before we go to break here, um, 
you know, Richie Grant was in coverage on, on that 34-yard play to Trey McBride. And, you know, uh, he was he was good. He wasn't – he talked about it. You know, uh, we have a good relationship, uh, try to develop with most of the players. You know, when they're going good, it's easy. But on the tough days, uh, you know, we really appreciate the guys that, uh, you know, stop and take questions because uh, – uh, some guys and uh, some guys, you know, it's too tough and they can't do it. But Richie stepped up and here's what he had to say about um, the play at the end of the game with Trey McBride. At the end of the day, you know, it just come down to that one play. You got to make that play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the McBride play. That's the one you're talking about at the end. Yeah, you got to make the play. You made a play, lose game, man. That was a big play. We just lost. So. This is the Bowtie Chronicles from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC. We're back here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, and here is an offer that the Atlanta Journal-Constitution has for you. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get three months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, politics, breaking news, investigations, food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you get access to our e-paper and assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com backslash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. All right, here the Falcons take a break. Uh, They need it. They're reeling right now. Um, you know, uh, started off the season great, got two wins. You know, then uh, things started going, you know, back and forth. And then now you're in the full slide mode. Last three games have been losses to Will Levis, Joshua Dobbs, and today Kyler Murray coming off an 11-month layoff. So, um, you know, the good football we've seen in uh, patches – you know, they haven't been able to put together a whole game. You know, you can't give up 40-yard kick-up punt returns. Can't give up 61-yard returns. Uh, can't give up four touchdown passes to a rookie making his first start. Can't give up game-winning drives, which is what they did in the last two weeks to the Vikings and here today in Glendale, Arizona with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, let's move on to some of our notes here on the game. We, uh, we're going to get to the notes. Then we're going to hear from some comments that you all made on Twitter. We got about 35. That's about half of the 80 that we had last week. But um, I forgot 
to put it uh put it out there at the end of the game so it went out when we got back up top here at the uh the mothership that's why i call this stadium just look at some pictures it looks like a just spaceship just landed in the middle of the desert state farm arena here in um glendale arizona now the game notes here will nate landman served as the falcon six captain had the big interception today uh the offense scored 184 net yards the fifth consecutive game over 100 yards rushing and eighth game of the season. They don't put anything in here about the poor passing attack they had. Uh, Ritter and Taylor Heineke had, uh, you know, not 98 yards combined. So you, that's you're gonna need more than that in the passing attack. But I remember I saw plays that was like, hey, they're covered. <laughs> he can't throw the ball. So the the Cardinals did a good job of studying the Falcons' route combinations. That's something that's gonna have to change. On uh, the second half of the season, because everybody's got them on tape, and the defensive backs were basically running the routes with uh, the Falcon receivers. Here, Atlanta, eight games, has eight games, 100 more yards rushing. This season, tied for second in the field, while its streak of five straight games with 100 yards is tied for second among active streaks. All right, some more notes here. The Falcons' defense limited Arizona to three of 11. On third downs, yeah, it, that's useless when you let them drive down the field and get the game-winning uh, field goal. But that's the third time this season uh, Atlanta has held an opponent to less than 30%. They did it in week three and week six. Can't give up that 34-yarder 30, um, there. So here are B. John Robinson. We went over stats. He had 22 for 95 one for 11 catching, 800, uh, over 800 yards this season. He's on pace for 1,394, but just six touchdowns. He's got four now, two rushing, two um, receiving. Uh, you know, they got to have to score more points down the stretch. Yeah, they have him for 106 scrimmage yards. That's 95 and 11. That's correct. He has 612 rushing yards through 10 games. And Robinson is the second fastest player in franchise history to reach 600. William Andrews did it in nine games in 1979. Scotty Miller had the touchdown grab from Heineke for his second receiving touchdown of the season with a two-yard two catch in the second quarter. His touchdown reception marked the sixth of his career. Jesse Bates matched a season high with 13 total tackles and 11 solo. Caden Ellis had 11 total tackles, six solo. Nate Landman had eight tackles, seven solo. And uh, also, special teams-wise, Bradley Pinion punted four times for 203 yards, including a long of 60 yards and one punt down inside the five. Now... Before we get out of the podcast, we're going to go to the comments here. We just want to make a couple points. When you go look at Coach Smith's quotes, it's pretty clear he's going back to Desmond Ritter as a starting quarterback. He really liked that how he led him down for the drive to, to win the game. Uh, he took some shots deep down the field. They didn't make them, but uh, that would have that helped uh, get the uh, Cardinals off the run game because they um, – 
you know, had it bottled up a little bit, but they stuck with it. So, um, yeah, look for Ritter to be uh, named the starter. Uh, pretty much did it after the game today. Then also, um, you know, he, he was asked about play calling and staff adjustments. I'm thinking, hey, maybe you want to move Matt Schaub over from working with the D-backs to helping out with the quarterbacks because the quarterbacks don't have a quarterback coach. You got Ragone as the offensive coordinator, but he works with the quarterbacks. He was a quarterback too, but um, maybe need another person over there to help with the coaching or the quarterbacks. Maybe somebody can help coach more with the play calling. You know, maybe uh, Ragone could give him a project on short yardage and power football. What are you doing at 14-yard line? Because what they did today didn't work. What they did on the one-yard line last week didn't work either. So, yeah, you might you might want to think about some adjustments. Can't hurt. Uh, you know, it's no pride thing. But, hey, I would give somebody assignment over by week. Hey, power football, short yard situations, red zone situations. Now they are um, – they went three or four today in the red zone. That's 75%. That's what you want to do all the time. So that'll push them up to 53%. Still will be in the middle of the pack of the league. Uh, top team going into this week was uh, Miami with 75%. And that was the old malarkey rule he told us back in the day. Uh, he wanted to be around 75% in the red zone. Going to win most, a lot of games doing that. So let's get to some comments here. Those are just a couple things to, to, that are going on with the team as we see them, you know, go into a funk of uh, three losses in a row. And, um, you know, when they come back against the Saints, it's going to be, hey, can they get this thing turned around? Here we go. Forgot to send this before I went down to the locker room. Share your thoughts. I said those, but should be thoughts. On the latest loss by the Atlanta Falcons for the podcast. Thank you in advance. We got 36. Texas A&M. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Texas A&M hire Arthur Smith. Cards were ranked 29th against the pass. This is uh, Sky Bay Erica. She's a regular. Uh, the first one was Marcus Graham. Cards were ranked 29th against the pass. So Smith's game plan was to have Taylor not throw it all. Terrible. Kevin Stevenson, we have to go in a different direction with play calling. Every week it seems like the defenses are two steps ahead of us. Yeah, they were they were on the receivers. I was like, whoa, nobody's open. He got to run. And that was a play he got hurt on. Um, you know, and he had two really nice scrambles that in the uh, touchdown drives, you know, they weren't open. Uh, I don't know if it's separation. I think they got the plays down after 10 games. I think you got to switch the routes up. So the defenses watch, they watch all the film all week and they're like, oh, okay. From this formation, they're running this. And so they it was right today. Okay. We're not doing the, the fire coach Smith stuff. Y'all need to calm down. Okay. Harrington. Would be refreshing if they could play contain against running QBs. I think Calais Campbell would agree. Uh, Francis Tabor, the play calling. Okay, so get off the play calling. It's football. How did they execute? Did they get blown up? Did they tackle them? You know, play calling at this level, everybody's calling good plays. I mean, the plays that are designed to work. 
But when they don't work, say, okay, McGarry's on the ground too much. We saw that from the press box today. Uh, the, the tackle shouldn't be on the ground. And uh, that's the old, um, our old center from Wisconsin rule. I, I'll get his uh, Peter uh, to come to me later. But anyway, Marcus Smith, team has lost discipline from top to bottom in all aspects. Now, that's bogus. I don't, you know, that's what people will say when you, they say that when you lose discipline and play calling. Okay, it's time to move on. No, it's not, y'all are. You, or, you, are, you know, this is just the era we live in, you know. It's not, you don't just uh, tear stuff down right away. Horrible delay. This is Atlanta Falcons, Australia. Or Atlanta Falcons AUS. So I'm assuming that's Australia. You know we got a lot of fans over uh, in the land down under. Yeah, it is because I can see the logo on the, they got the country and the Falcons over it. Horrible delay. No direction. Predictable play calling. Terrible calls by Smith in game. Critical downs. Sick of being let down week in and week out. Okay, it's we got the season is finished. It's over with the um, Vince Carter doing the uh, crossing his hands gift. All right, before we get out of here, just a couple more. Oh, this is right. Mercedes Benz will be full of Saints fans on Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that might come true. Shedrick Carter. D-Led, I think this is the end of the road for Arthur Smith's tenure. I don't agree with that. Although, hey, Arthur Blank was pretty hot. He didn't. He's usually nice and we speak. Uh, but when he's leaving the locker room today, he was focused. So we'll see. Uh, something's, they got to figure out. They got to tell him something on how they're going to get it turned around. But, um, you know, the, the quarterback issue – Kind of looks like, okay, they, you know, Mac Jones and, ooh, they could have put, they could have picked Justin Fields or Mac Jones. I watched the New England game and he had that bad interception at the end. So he wasn't the answer. Couldn't take him. Kenny Pickett, I don't see what the Steelers do, did today. But I mean, you know, it's pretty clear they're not going, you know, they're winning in spite of him. Their point differential is crazy. About the only one. That uh, Levis lost today to the Bucks, so you can't, you know, say that was a clear one. It's just a bad – you're in a bad spot when you don't have a quarterback. And um, there's, they got to go back to Desmond Ritter here in Atlanta is what we will be uh, hearing over the next – pretty much heard today that he's going back to Desmond. Um, they might wait till later on to make it official official, but he pretty much went out on official today. Uh, here's one I hadn't heard this one. Fire them all and sell the team to Portland. Hey, I like my trips out to Portland back in the day, but haven't been in a while. All right, here we'll do two more here. Bye weeks. This is FSL Commissioner. Bye weeks are a great time to make a coaching change. I hear. Okay, here's another one. It's not. For everyone, Arthur Smith. Yeah, I'm surprised on all this fire stuff. Okay, last one. For real, Daryl Young. Kick the three points. Take your points. Coaching. 
coaching is failing this team by long shot. All right, a lot of folks are not happy with the coaching. Um, I tend to look at the play. Uh, you know, Richie said he couldn't let the guy get open. Uh, the running backs, you know, there was some holes there. and There need to be some more. Uh, can't not score on the 14-yard line. And I don't know, you know, Algier got stopped. Then uh, Bijan got stopped. And then it was a sack on third down. B.J. Ojulari, Marietta, LSU, had two big sacks today on third downs. And, um, you know, so so you can say coaching and play calling, but they're not on the field. Somebody's got to block B.J. Somebody's got to get them 14 yards. Uh, and the play calling or whatever, you know, uh, you got to look at what's happening on the football field and break that down uh, like Kurt Warner did on the uh, uh, audio a couple weeks back, video stuff he did a couple weeks back. You know, guys running the wrong way, guys getting blown up, free runners to the quarterback. At least they didn't have that. But that was the Tennessee game. So we're going to get on out of here and get on back uh, to Atlanta. Um, Charlotte Varnes will be holding it down in Flyery Branch tomorrow. Our intern from Northwestern is doing a great job. She's got a grill coach on the quarterback situation. Uh, but we're going to let her figure, figure it out. We're going to want to give her, um, we, you know, she's tough. She's going to do her thing. And, uh, we know that, uh, she'll be, uh, filling in and do a great job. So, and then we'll, um, the, uh, Middle of the week, the bye week, we're going to come back and do our podcast. It's going to pretty much be the the uh, midterm report card. We put it off since the bye week's kind of right in the middle. I'll, I came in here thinking about a lot of C's and, and probably got to drop some grades here uh, moving forward. Uh, we're going to do it um, pass offense, uh, pass offense, run offense, pass defense, run defense, special teams, and coaching. So we got six categories for the uh, midterm report card. We, uh, we've we been filing stuff over the last couple of weeks, and we'll drop that uh, in the paper on Wednesday, and we'll do the podcast on it too. So uh, we're going to cover these first 10 games and break it all down and try to come up with some solutions, too, because, hey, Richie Grant keeps getting beat. Why did they trade Jalen Hawkins? Hey, maybe Richie needs to chill for a minute and put Jalen in there, but they traded him. But I think he got traded because he was one of those um, – he was part of uh, one of the punt returns that, that uh, they thought he might have should have been running down there a little bit harder. But uh, I suspect. But, but, yeah, so now, you know, what do you got to do? Can you run Abernathy? Uh, they got uh, a couple Lucas Dennis is on the practice squad, but something's got to happen. You can't keep giving up big plays. But well, we're gonna go into the bye week. Charlotte's got Charlotte's in charge tomorrow. We'll have the midterm report card for you uh, on the podcast and 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 um in the paper this week, and then we'll kind of you know self scout too, like everybody else, and uh, come on back next week and start getting ready for the game against the saints and thanksgiving so we're going to ask you to take care and have a great rest of your week ocean breeze tropical beach pina colada 
You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop.